Welcome to As We Understand Him, a weekly coffee chat exploring a deeper relationship with God as we understand Him. You can download As We Understand Him weekly on all podcast platforms and check us out on Instagram at As We Understand Him Podcast. For additional information, to hear episodes, and to access resources and writings, please visit our website, asweunderstandhim.coffee. Here are your hosts, two guys trying to figure out the God thing, Mike and Glenn. Let's join them at the coffee shop. I'm laughing at Glenn. He's trying to, he's messing with his microphone there. It's like a yo-yo. He keeps pulling it down. It bounces up. God, he's sitting man. up in his chair, slouching in his chair. He's trying God. to keep up with his microphone. Who's in control here? You or the microphone? Uh, the microphone's winning right now. Oh, man. For sure. 10 to 3. I see and the I scoreboard. And yeah. I do not have enough coffee. So. Yeah. You know, I'm feeling quite spiritual today. You know what I realized? You you are? Yeah. First time ever? Yeah, pretty much. The nice. more, you know, when, when I'm doing spiritual things, I feel spiritual. Isn't that complex? How does that happen? Yeah, I had to think about that for a second. And uh, no wonder, right? That's like yeah. garbage in, garbage out. Right. Right? Spirituality in, spirituality out. So I've had a couple days because I've been kind of... Because you're in the spiritual of, pool. Yeah, I've been kind of prepping for this yeah. for these sessions and... And, uh, you know, it, so you I do, been? yeah, I do That's something new. Yeah. Well, I do a little <laughs> homework, you know, I mean, cause I, I have an idea what we're going to talk about and, right. and it gives me a good opportunity to search myself and, you know, and so that's how I use my quiet times is trying to answer some of these questions mm-hmm. and try and figure out and remember, because I think I, especially I, I'm jumping ahead here, but I love this, what we had to unlearn thing. Right. And, you know, there was decades of of what I understood, God as I understood Him, is so completely different today than if we would have done this podcast. Not that there was podcasts when I was eight, you know. I mean, people would freak out and run away because the God as I understood Him at that point was not anything like the God as I understand Him today. Yeah, I love how you put that. I mean, I I had to. I mean, I had knowledge back then, but none of it mm-hmm. worked. I mean, mm-hmm. I won all the Bible drills. I knew where all the 66 books of the Bible shortest, were. I shortest to, verse in the Bible? Jesus wept. Thank you. Jesus wept. Jesus wept. I think it's a Mark or Matthew yeah, or something. But It's in a book. Yeah. I. You know what? And, and I had all the knowledge, man. We used to memorize verses, and I would memorize mm-hmm. more verses than anybody else. Wow. And guess what? Yeah. That didn't matter. Nope. All that knowledge. So, you know, as we found this, you know, the spiritual path that I and we are on today, you know, one of the things that you and I were talking about is, hey, there's a bunch of stuff we had to unlearn, mm-hmm. right. you know, that, that was kind of shoved on us or, or you know, through repetition, mm-hmm. right? It was like, hey, this is the way, this is the way. In fact, didn't they used to call that? They, they used to have bumper stickers or something called the way or something. Yeah, like right. I don't know. But it's different today, you it know, is and, different, and, yeah. and, and I'm so grateful that that I and we have done some stuff, and and I like to kind of joke. You know, we jumped in the spiritual pool, but mm-hmm. we're, you know, we're we're seeking spiritually, and and we've latched on to some good resources that are providing direction for a new way of looking at spirituality, a new way of looking at God and Jesus right. that really works, right. especially with sobriety. Yeah, and you're and. I don't get more knowledge by preparing for this. I mean, this isn't about knowledge because I'm certainly I got a whole lot more to learn. But this is this is just about I mean, why I'm doing this. Why I meet with you for coffee with a couple of microphones dangling in front of us is that I, I want other people to jump into spiritual pool 
and just keep splashing around. The water's warm. It's comfortable. You know, it's it's a four foot pool, so you can touch the bottom, mm-hmm. and you know, but just jump in the pool. And you can because, get out because when you're doing pool things, you f- you feel like pool things. Yeah, if you start to feel like you're drowning, just get out, or right. just go to the shallower end, or just right. hang, just just hang on the side of the right. pool for a bit and enjoy the view, enjoy the sun. Right. I just you know? yeah. Just want people no to, pressure. Don't be afraid. Don't be, you know, well, let's let's talk a little bit more about what we have to unlearn. I mean, we both came in with kind of a list. And right. last week we talked a lot about fear. And, to, um, to talk about being afraid. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. So last week was fear. Glad that's over with. Yeah. What were some of the other things that you had to unlearn? All right. You ready for this? Yes. One? All right. So when I... You know, the church I grew up in, we had missionaries, right? Mm-hmm. And and they were people, um, you know, who spent money to go across the world to tell people about Jesus, mm-hmm. right? To, to share the Christian message or right. the, the message of God and Jesus mm-hmm. called missionaries. <clears throat> then I went to college at Liberty University. And um, let's just call it the bullhorn. Mm-hmm. The, bull, the, the bullhorn squad, right? So, so these people in college now, Liberty was probably two thirds like Christian learning and one third like I was in business. I got a business degree, and, and probably one third other stuff that that you could learn. But probably half to two thirds was, you know, pastor related, missionary related. So, if you were going to be in the field, you would go to Liberty. Yeah, if you were going to be in the Christian field, right, yeah. Christian ministry, whatever word you want to use, um, Liberty would be a great source to go to, right? Um, you know, a lot of business people didn't go to Liberty. Um, you know, they would go to business schools, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but, but Liberty had a business program, and that's what I was involved in. Anyhow, I'm surrounded by all these other ministry people, mm-hmm. right? So so they thought, right, you know, they're in, in the Bible, you know, when the, you know, they're you know, encouraged to go out and preach the gospel, right? Mm-hmm. So these, this is how these people took it literally. They would load up the vans on the weekend with the bullhorns. They all made sure their batteries were fresh in the bullhorns, and they would go to the inner city uh, of Lynchburg or surrounding areas. And they would stand on the street corner in a little milk crate, and they would use the bullhorn and scream and preach Jesus in people's faces. Mm-hmm. And, and they touted that. I mean, they would come back at night and they would, you know, count, you know. Converts. Yeah, converts or souls that they spoke to. Mm-hmm. Or, and, and they would high-five each other, right? Or, or opposite, they would be depressed, mm-hmm. right? Because some guy pissed on them, mm-hmm. right? And, and, and it, was such, it, it was such an activity, right? Um, and, and so that's one of the things that was ingrained in me. Like, if you're a Christian, mm-hmm. if you're walking with God, you got to buy a bullhorn, mm-hmm. you know, and, 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 and you got to be a missionary. Like, like you got to go to Africa, right? And, and I had, you know, cousins that went to Africa, and God bless them. They, they did great work, you know. Um, but that's one of the things that was just ingrained in me. Right, that mm-hmm. that I knew didn't work. Right. right, I watched people's expressions when they were screamed at about how much Jesus loved them. Mm-hmm. It just didn't. It just didn't work. Yeah, and you know, Glenn, it, 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 I love that story because I've seen those people, and I'm like, they make me uncomfortable. Right, and it's still to this day, I'm downtown Chicago, and 
I'm like, dudes, what are you doing? You know, I'm going to jump right to, because you love going back to Bible stories, but, you know, and if you go look at the stories of Jesus as he was moving around Nazareth and, and Israel, and and when he'd come to a group, I mean, you know, feeding the 5,000. First he fed, right? He, mm-hmm. They had they had needs. He, for, he loved on them. I don't think he ever used a bullhorn. I mean, I guess there wasn't bullhorns back then. I don't know how they preached to 5,000 people and the people in the back, the cheap seats. I don't know how they got the word, but but he he wasn't banging it out. He wasn't standing on the street corner screaming. He was with the people. He was helping, healing, or feeding, or loving, or listening. Serving. Serving, right. So, you know, a couple things, like the feeding the 5,000, first of all, they don't have megaphones back then, so no, right. how did 5,000 people hear them, right? That's what I'm saying, right? Yeah, so, right. Um, but I, I look at that sort of like we look at it in AA, right? It's attraction, not promotion, right? right? right. So, so I think like in AA, it's our example. It's how we live the, mm-hmm. the program, mm-hmm. get people looking and say, hey, I want, to, I want what Mikey has, right? right? right. And, and I think that's one of the you know, keys to spirituality. Now, granted, we're on a podcast, so I guess some would say, well, that's a bullhorn. That's a bullhorn, right? That's a bullhorn right. source, but you know, I get it. But, I mean, we're not screaming at anybody, right? But, you know, so it's attraction, not promotion, right? Because right? I, I, I think any time that you ring somebody's doorbell, like like the Christians do, and mm-hmm. go door-to-door and say, hey, I want to talk to you about Jesus, mm-hmm. I mean, I love Jesus, I'm not letting you in. But see, Jesus, again, my po- I guess my point is we're acting more like Jesus. He w- worried about the person's well-being first. Right. He served them. And then gave them the message. Right, right. And it, because you've gained, you've gained some respect there and just some humanity. It, it's, you know, I'd rather those people on the corners, I'd rather them have some food or some coats, you know, I see ministry happening that way much more effectively in in Chicago when people are bringing a warm coat and, and, and moving on. But you're right, they saw, they saw Jesus in action. They saw us love in action is, I guess, it. Yeah, so first of all, you, you do a great job with our website. Thank you for that. Um, you know, I have a video mm-hmm. that, maybe, that maybe we put in the resource room. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to go find it, um, where I videotaped a guy on the street corner with a bullhorn down um, Chicago and Michigan Avenue, right? Right on the corner, screaming at people in their faces on a bullhorn. Mm-hmm. And and I didn't videotape the guy. I videotaped the reaction, the response of mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. And, and he went home at night and probably patted himself on the back mm-hmm. and said, oh, Jesus loves me. I just, mm-hmm. you know, preached. But if you watch people's reactions, what I saw, now who knows what happened behind the scene. He might have touched one person and changed their lives. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But what I saw in the moment in real time, it was, who is this freak? Mm-hmm. And my summation was he did more damage than good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So for me, I mean, that tied in. I'm like, nothing's changed. You know, in 30 years, nothing's changed. And, and that's something that I had to learn mm-hmm. um, a new way, right? And unlearn and, and say, well, I knew it didn't work. But right. un- unlearn it and say, you know what? That still doesn't work. That's not the right way. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. I totally agree with that. So let me let me bounce it. If that's the wrong way, what's the right way? The right way is love. Okay. I, I think the right way is love. I mean, love on people. You know, I mean, that's what I'm. That's why I'm here. I'm loving on you and loving on people. I think that's the common denominator. And and get do what do what it takes to hit, meet the human need, and 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 go from there. And that doesn't mean that. I go on a street corner and hand out mortgage payments, right? right? What it means is that I do my part in society to improve somebody else's opportunity to get a mortgage, right? And pay for their mortgage. Right. So I think let's let's take that a little bit. So so one is <clears throat> be an example. Be an, right? absolutely. Be and be an example. Be quiet about it. Nobody likes anything pushed on them, right? right? No. But if you live differently, you can impact the people around you. Right. Fact. We have seen so many examples of fact. I love what we said about love and serving. That is very important. Um, you know, but when we say, oh, I'm not handing out mortgage payments, but, I mean, that is part of what we're doing today. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, for example, we, we have a guy, we, we have a church men's group, and we meet once a week, and mm-hmm. there's... 18 guys on that string, right? And, and, you know, some come every week, some come every other week, some come every, you know, right. one, once a month, but, but they're all active, right? Um, and, and we had a guy in our church that was being financially crippled, mm-hmm. you know, just crunched. And, you know, we, we land up hearing about it. And as a group, anonymously, Right, so it's not like, hey, you know, I cut a check for you know three fifty, and you know, because that's not what it's about, right? But it's it's an opportunity to serve him, and within two days, we had like fifteen hundred dollars for the guy, mm-hmm. right? That really changed kind of what was going on with him financially. So, right? so you're saying we shouldn't have called him up and said, "Do you know about Jesus?" No, I think he saw. Jesus in motion with us. That's what I think. Right. I think that was the example. And if he didn't, it's that's still okay. a win. That's okay too. It's still a win. No, that's okay too. You know what? If if we expect right, right responses to our service, then we're, we're doing it for the wrong reasons. Right. Right. We're doing it to be recognized. We're doing it for ego. The best thing to do, and and. Like you, you know my story. It took me a long time. I used to think like serving was like sound, right? A tree falls in the forest and nobody hears it. Did it make a noise, mm-hmm. right? If I serve somebody and do something good for somebody, and I don't tell you or I don't tell others, did it really count, right? Right? And and I literally thought that for a couple of years, you know. And I remember going to my sponsor. I'm like, hey, I just did this, and and his reaction, which I hated all the time, was. So, so, and I'm like, yeah, but, but, but I want you to know, you know, and, and he's like, so, and you know, I'm a slow learner and eventually I'm like, okay, I won't even tell you, I'll just serve in silence, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's where the real wind starts to come. So that's, so we had to, we had to, so I'll wrap that up. We had, we learned that loud was the answer. What we've learned is that you serve in silence is is the the new the new right we we had to unlearn right loud loud and we had to learn quiet action loving action service action yep love it okay next Um, one so god forgives my past Mm -hmm. 
I thank God. Right? I, yeah, Literally I didn't. I didn't, I didn't think. <laughs> I didn't think that was possible. I really didn't think it was possible. When you accumulate, it's like George Costanza, and I, I'm trying to find this episode, but from Seinfeld. And he says, you know, Jerry, if you take my whole life and you wrap it up into 20 minutes, it's really quite impressive. I, I think he said that. At least I heard him say that. Right. And, and that was my sinful life. That was my life before kind of I, I got into this cognizant relationship with, with God. It was like, whoa, man, you take those 40 years and you pile them all up. That's a lot. I got a long laundry list of past that mm -hmm. I don't see how you forgive that lot, you know? Um, and, and you've got a couple stories that, you know, you shared last week that kind of talk about that. And, you know, but, but now I have this freedom knowing that all my past has been forgiven, you know, all, all that has been forgiven and not because I made right with all my past, just because it is. And that brought me such relief. You, same thing? Yeah, so I think forgiveness almost seems like its own series. Um, <clears throat> it's major. I, I always knew, when we think about unlearning, I, I always knew growing up that Jesus died for our sins. Mm -hmm. right? Okay, yeah, that was the truth I, I heard. I, it, in my head, I, I knew I was that. I just, just going to say that. I know it in my head, right? But but now what, right? Mm -hmm. um, I didn't experience it, right? I mean, well, the way I looked at it, I looked at those Ten Commandments, right? I'm like, well, I didn't do any of those. Yeah, right. right? Fell you a know, I'm short like, there. That's not me. I'm just glad there wasn't a Hunter Commandment. Right. So, but it's funny, in AA, there's like 194 character defects, yeah, right? right? And then, right. So you start to add them up there, and then you have the seven deadly sins and blah, 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 right? Mm -hmm. So... You know, forgiveness, I I didn't really think I needed a lot of forgiveness, right? I, I, I just didn't. I mean, even when I went through the burning down the church thing, mm -hmm. I don't think, I, I don't know. I, I don't, I mean, I knew it was wrong. I knew I was fearful I was going to get caught. But I, I don't know. I didn't really feel like I needed forgiveness, right? I, I didn't understand it. Maybe, mm -hmm. maybe that's the best way to put it. Right. And and again, going back to the Old Testament, all I had was these stories that the priests preached on and Israel did this and they, they disobeyed and they were punished. And then these people did that, they were punished. And then this king did that and he was punished. And then, you know, and I'm like, oh, man, there's a lot of punishment going on around here. And then came the New Testament and and then it wasn't it wasn't about that it was about forgiveness you know you weren't punished you were forgiven and so it took me i had to unlearn that i had to unlearn the fact that i thought everything came with the punishment so how did you learn about forgiveness well you know it's kind of like the it's like the AA thing for me i mean there was a moment in time where i started accepting the truth that if I was going to buy in to the biblical story, then I had to buy into the biblical story. I couldn't half go, let's go back to your spiritual pool. I couldn't dip my toe in the pool and, and call myself a swimmer. I, if I was going to, so, so there was this flip in the road for me where I jumped into the pool. And when I started reading, learning, getting the knowledge in my head, 
it seeped into my heart. So, <clears throat> love that. I um, I was learning about forgiveness, right? So as I was going to church and I was doing the stuff, I was learning about forgiveness. But I think where I really started to learn about forgiveness was when I worked Steps 8 and 9, mm-hmm. uh, the programs, uh, the 12 Steps, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think it was a, a trifecta, okay? And, and the trifecta being, you know, one is, right, I was, I, I was living a new way, right? So I was starting to do living amends, mm-hmm. and people were starting to notice. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, they're starting to notice. I'm getting different reactions from people. I'm getting people talking to me again. My daughter started talking to me again. Right, Te- text man started talking to you yeah, again. Yeah, absolutely. So, so I'm making progress, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and then um, when I started making my amends, people forgave me, mm. right? People that were on my eighth step list, um, make a list of people we had harmed and became mm-hmm. willing to make amends to them. When I started the ninth step of doing that, I was given forgiveness, and mm. in some cases massive amounts of forgiveness. So so that's kind of one one storm. That's right? interesting. Yeah, right. I love it. The second storm is simultaneously the whole God Jesus forgiveness, you know, at the same time, right? I mean, this is almost like within 3 months this mm-hmm. perfect storm. So one is people forgave me, two is I started to understand God forgave me. Um and and that was really cool. I mean, that took a lot of emotional weight off of me. And, and because, you know, part of the God forgiving me was I saw evidence of people forgiving me, right? So, just, so, so the second thing is God. And then thirdly is through that process, I was able to start forgiving myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I was the last one, right? But I'm like, hey, if people forgive me and if God forgives me, why am I holding on to this? Why am I beating myself up and flagellating myself? Well, to, and I think that's to use a spiritual. Yeah, term. thank you. I, I I think that is the linchpin right there. When you get to that point, and I love the way you walked up to that to that point, because it took it took those experiences, those two storms colliding at the same time, for you to kind of go, for for it to go from your head to your heart. But I love I love that fact that at the end, the conclusion was. If forgiveness is in this part of this my life, why am I not forgiving myself? I think that's the linchpin. It took me a long time to forgive myself. Um, it took me a long time, and there's still things that I, I'm, I'll be honest, I, I haven't forgiven myself of. I, I just like, oh, Michael, you know. No, I understand that. You know, as we've always said, you know, uh, there's people that get hit by lightning bolts. You mm-hmm. know, God bless them for. For me and for us, from what I've heard a lot, is we're on the slow train. Mm-hmm. Things happen progressively. But when the, the fourth storm, right? So, so one is, you know, people forgave, God forgave, we forgave ourselves. The fourth thing is, once you figure out those three, I think one of the secrets is it's easy to forgive others, mm-hmm. which creates a lighter life. You don't have resentments like you used to have, you know, um, I mean, my, my wife today is amazed. Like, something will go wrong, and she goes, I, I can't believe you're not upset about it. I'm like, well, I've just got the ability to assess the situation, assess either a risk or the result or a consequence. And, and I said, I'm just very forgiving. 
mm-hmm. and reminds me of the story of the Bible, you know, where that king, this dude owes the king a ton of money, right? And the king calls him in, the king forgives him, right? Guy goes home, man, feeling like a million bucks because, hey, you know, he was thought he was going to get killed for it. I'm probably stretching the story here, but he thought he was going to get killed for it, and the king let him off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sort of like my story with the IRS. Yeah, right. And then... And then that guy goes to his neighbor who just owed him a little bit of money and starts crunching on his neighbor, hey, pay me, pay me, pay me, you know, and, and the, the result of that is the, the king was, like, really pissed and, and, like, hey, man, I forgave you so much. Who are you not to forgive the neighbor who owes you so little? Right, right. So you I'm know, sure I'm paraphrasing that no. a ton, but that's the gist of the story. No, I love it. And, and for me, my gist is, is found in Lord's Prayer, you know, and I—, I I say this intentionally and pray it earnestly, you know, forgive me my trespasses as I forgive those who trespass against me or forgive my debts as I forgive my debtor as my debtors forgive me, right? I mean, I live by, try to live by that the best I can. People wrong me every day, but I'm certain I wrong people every day. I need to give the same level of forgiveness that, I'm forgiven, and I think that's what I heard you say. And I think if you don't do it, I think there's an ego balance there. Mm-hmm. I think you think you're 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 worth more than than what you've been given. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. been given. So, no, I, I I love that forgiveness. That was that was good, man. That was good stuff. Yeah, that's good stuff. I think we're gonna have to stretch this into multiple part uh, series, but. Are we, we hitting that 18 yeah, minutes oh, already? We, we, oh we, my we, gosh, we went man. through that intersection. <laughs> We're never getting All that right. 18 Well, I still have back. a couple more. Do you have a couple more? I do. Let's want right. to meet again. Yeah. All Let's right. grab another coffee next week. Sounds good, man. Thanks. All right, brother. See Bye-bye. you, man. Bye. Thanks for joining us for today's coffee chat. To contact the show, email us at podcast at asweunderstandhim.coffee. If sobriety is your desire and you need immediate help, the AA hotline is 800-839-1686. The National Suicide Prevention Hotline is 800 800- 273-8255 or dial 988. Remember, Mike and Glenn are sharing their personal experiences about their spiritual journey and their path to sobriety. Therefore, any medical, spiritual, or perceived suggestions are their own opinions and should not be considered professional advice. See you next week.